This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast with your host, food writer and critic, Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine, and me, DJ Tariq. On this week's edition of This Bites, it's an abbreviated edition because we're in the middle of our fall membership drive. We're going to talk about the Winter's Farmer's Market's new location, a breakfast pop-up coming to Crossroad Collective, and we're going to talk all about Japanese breakfast foods. We're going to start off with uh, news about a new modern Greek restaurant, and what's the details on that? Yeah, this sounds pretty exciting. Well, there is a vacant restaurant space in Brewers Hill. It used to be View MKE. Before that, it was Wolf Peach, um, and the what happened was View MKE closed down like late winter 2020. Anyway, they never reopened. So um, that place has been vacant for like two years. So now there's this story and the JS Online has the story. I'm actually um, running after it as well. Um but there's a company or a hospitality group, a restaurant group out of Chicago called Avli. Avli, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but they operate um, a number of Greek style. It, it seems like they're all kind of more modern Greek type restaurants. And um, the story is that they're going to open um, some type of Greek restaurant in the Old View MKE. Um, and there doesn't seem to be... I mean, Journal Sentinel mentioned some of the foods that you might appear in a menu. That There's a dish called kata ifi prawns, or, or basically prawns wrapped with shredded phyllo dough and served with a spicy mayonnaise and herb oil. There's also, uh, they make their spinach pies from scratch down to the dough. There's some photos over on Journal Sentinel that look very appetizing. Um, and they will also feature Greek wines and uh, spirits, Greek spirits, and also incorporated cocktails as well. So a little, little teaser, but again, never had modern Greek food. Have you? You know, I have not. And I think, you know, just as we're seeing kind of um, modern Indian at Saffron and modern Middle Eastern at Lebnani House, I mean, we're seeing this sort of influx of more um, modernized um, immigrant food, interesting immigrant foods. And I think there's absolutely a place for this in Milwaukee because there really aren't a lot of Greek restaurants and there isn't another modern Greek restaurant. Coming up on This Bites, we'll continue our conversation with the new location for the upcoming Winter Farmer's Market. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. We're back on This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. And Christensen and myself, DJ Tariq. I uh, got news about winter farmers markets. You know, it's 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 finally fall is moving on in, and that means winter's knocking on the door. That also means the winter farmers market is 
be upon us. Got some news over in urban Milwaukee that they were not going to be at the Deer District this year, but they're heading to a location on Capitol Drive. They will be relocating to the former Capitol Drive Lutheran Church at 5305 West Capitol Drive for its upcoming season. The market's first market is scheduled for November 12th. The upcoming season was initially planned for the former Legacy Bank building over on 2102 West Fond du Lac, but apparently the building is not up to snuff for Farmer's Market. And the location, they're going to call it at the table is the name of the location at this church. And it's pretty big. And they also announced some of the uh, upcoming businesses that you can find at the Winner's Farmer's Market, uh, including Lopez Bakery, Lush Popcorn, Madam Macaroon, Meat on the Street, Mr. Dye's Pies, Olden Outwoken Tea, Pedro South American Foods, and Redstone Rice, which is the, I think, the only uh, rice that's grown in Wisconsin. Is that's real right. Food. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> be on the lookout for that. You can find more details at the Winter Farmers Market Facebook page where we post links to that at our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash thisbites. And then uh, you shared this over at Instagram, Discourse Coffee, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a pop-up. Uh, what's the details of that pop-up? Yeah, so Discourse, um, which is one of the most, probably the most interesting um, coffee house. It's hard to really describe it as that because it's so experimental and different. They have a location at Crossroads Collective and they're doing a new breakfast pop-up and they're doing it with Alex Pollock. Alex Pollock is the manager of Egg and Flour, which is has a location right there at Crossroads. He is the brother of the, uh, I guess you could call him kind of like celebrity Milwaukee chef, Adam Pollock. Um, but they're going to be doing um, these pop-ups. Um, the, there's one coming up on Sunday, October 23rd. So you got a week to sort of get ready for that. And on Discourse's Facebook, they have some photos um, so it looks like something that kind of looks kind of breakfast burrito-ish. Mm. There's one that has kind of uh, looks a little bit like French toast. Um, another one that's a, like an egg dish. Uh, just some interesting things that are going on over there. You know, Crossroads is often doing, you know, having these pop-ups with it. I mean, I think one of the last ones that I saw was um, – for some kind of cake. It was like a cake pop-up. Um, so, I mean, they're doing a lot of interesting things over there, but this one, um, I, you know, I think it's, this is a great collaboration with Discourse because Discourse does these unusual coffee and tea drinks. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is a really interesting, going to be a really interesting collaboration. Cool. Looking forward to that. The next one is October 20. The first one's October 23rd, right? Yep. You said? Yep. Cool. And we're going to close out with a conversation. Um, uh, following up on breakfast, uh, I posted something on Facebook uh, yesterday about uh, I've been I've been feeding Japanese style breakfasts. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I feel like American style is like just too many. It's just too much sometimes, right? You get an hamburger with eggs, and all just it's just way over the top. I feel you. Yeah, I yeah. know. And I basically when I eat it, I don't want to do anything after that breakfast. I want to go back to sleep. <laughs> right. Right. There's nothing wrong with it, but I've been like, you know, I, I, I was dabbling a little bit during a pandemic, but I really am been feeding what is considered a traditional Japanese breakfast. And, and I want to talk about that. Like it's, it's simpler, but it's a little satisfying. You don't feel full and it's just, 
you know, it's not what you expect. Like America and Western, you have to have eggs. You always have the eggs and all this stuff is required. But I'm just, I've been on this kick of not having traditional American breakfasts. It's like, it's just, to me, I'm just, I need something else in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've been really, I posted something. I mean, like, I love to see a Japanese breakfast spot in Milwaukee. And I think Milwaukee would love it. Um, and then lunch, they can serve like okinamiyakis and stuff, whatever, you know. But <clears throat> the breakfast, the traditional breakfast consists of basically, of course, rice, uh, a, a kind of a protein, kind of a fish, usually maybe a grilled fish or a broiled piece of fish, salmon or mackerel, uh, salted, just simply salted, um, some kind of Japanese pickles, uh, green tea. There's even rice porridge, which you can put different toppings on it, uh, and uh, a miso soup. So that's basically it. And they, you can drink uh, green tea that goes along with it. It's kind of traditional. So I want to just talk about some of the dishes that people like, that they, they get more details about the dishes. So for those people who love eggs, you know, there's an egg dish you can get with your breakfast. It's called Tama Goyaki. It's a Japanese version of an omelet. And instead of using uh, cheese, meats, and veggies like in America, it is very simple. The eggs incorporated dashi, which is a mixture of kind of bonito and kelp, kind of creates this really kind of rich, kind of subtle broth. Uh, and then soy sauce and mirin. So it's a very simple, no over the top, no mounds of cheese or potatoes in your omelet. Very simple flavors. And then continuing to the eggs, there's even a, a dish that I love. It, like it's just bowl of rice, uh, soy sauce sesame seeds and egg yolks on top of it. Just egg mm. yolks, which you mix in. It's really satisfying. It's so simple. You look at it, man. I don't know about it, but when you mix it all together, especially on a cold morning. Oh, man. Dude, yes. I could see that being really good. And the egg yolks kind of getting cooked in the warm rice, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's what happens. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You get it mixed in, like, you know, get the richness. Um, and then there's okayu, which is a rice porridge or rice pudding. You can top different things in it. Traditionally, people put salmon or pickled plums or even seaweed on there. I love this. It sounds delicious. Uh, and then another snack some people might eat is if you like a little sweetness. Uh, we talked about this uh, in another format, doriyaki. It's basically uh, two pancakes with a sweet red bean paste in the middle. And the pancakes are made with honey, so it gives a nice sweetness. So if you need a little sweetness in your breakfast, there you go. Yeah. Right. But it's not too crazy sweetness, right? Like you know, get over top French toast with chocolate and all these caramel and ice cream. It's very simple. Um, one of my favorites, and sometimes serve at breakfast, sometimes it's not, is uh onigiri. Have you heard of onigiri, right? Yeah. I've never had it though, but I've I've definitely heard of it. I just ordered a mole for it. Orangini is like a rice huh. ball, usually shaped in kind of a triangle kind yeah. of shape, and I just ordered a mole to make myself at home. So orange green is just rice ball that's stuffed with maybe something pickled or or salted or something pickled or salty like fish, um, but you probably fill it with anything you want. Whatever you have at home, they make a little. It makes a great little sandwich. Usually, it's, they take it. Kids take it for lunch and stuff, yeah. but you can also have a breakfast. You can also make it a yaki orange where you take the orange little pan, cast iron skillet, little oil, and you get it all crispy on the outside. The rice. Mm. And like dip it and you base it with a little soy sauce. Wow. I don't know. That sounds really good. Yeah. So those are some of the things. Uh, I would just love to see something like that. But in the meantime, I think I'm going to set a project and, uh, and I try to 
get in the habit of just making a whole bunch of rice. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got one of those great rice cookers and just trying to get in the habit of doing that for myself yeah. uh, throughout the week, especially when it gets cold. I feel like this kind of breakfast is great for cold weather. I don't know why, but well, that concludes this week's This Bites. This Bites is edited and produced by Nate Emick and generosity comes from our membership. Please remember feedback's important, so please rate and review. And to subscribe, check out our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash thisbites or find us on uh, Spotify, NPR, or Apple, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the malort cold. Have a great weekend, Anne. You too.